You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. And this week I did some pretty exciting travel. So I want to ask my sisters our question of the week. When was the last time you went to the White House? Jewel? Hmm, Leanne, I was an intern in the 70s in Washington, (laughs) half a century ago. But here's the sad thing. Some of the people that I met in Washington, they're still in Washington. Okay. (laughs) I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. And I live in Dallas, Texas. Liz, how about you? There was one time, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a marketer and a podcaster. There was one time that I went there for a meeting. I don't know why. I thought, you know, I'm going to try to call mom and dad from the White House. So I, I asked, excuse me, could I use the phone? And they they brought me into a little room and I talked to the White House operator. And I mean, you know, the way mom and dad operated, weren't home and no answering machine turned on. So it all came to nothing. But anyway, that was that was my big experiment. Uh, the, the one time I was ever there. Leanne, you were much more the star of a show. Right. This Well, I mean, I was an invited guest at a White House event this week, the International Women of Courage Awards. It was so exciting for me. Such an honor and privilege. I uh, Believe me, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to milk this visit for all the material I can get out of it. But it was just a thrill. So I was so happy to be invited. But we have a full show today. It's not just me in the White House. Well, that's a lot of me in the White House. No. Uh, you, Julie, you and Liz went on an early spring break. You're going to tell yes. us about that. Spring, we, we had spring break extravagant. I'll have a full report for you. Yep. All right, Liz, we had some um, rank collapses this week, but you have an interesting perspective on this because you, you are, are you a venture capitalist, Liz? What do you do? (laughs) I know it's called an angel investor, Leon. So in the seed round. So I work with the group to help support you know, the kinds of uh, startup companies that don't get traditional investment from the big wigs at Silicon Valley, which tends to be companies that are run by women or people of color. So they had a completely different experience with the bank failure in Silicon Valley. So I thought I would just mention that. Okay. We have have a lot of entertaining sisters recommendations today. Got a lot of them. So, so stay with us for that. We got, we're going to, we're going to set you up there on what to watch, what to read uh, and what to look forward to. Okay, so but first I wanted to mention we're not going to do a whole recap on the Oscars because it's already too late. There, there are just there were just two messages from the stage on Sunday night that I thought were classic Satellite Sisters messages. Like, if we were ever accepting Oscars, not that that's going to happen, things that we might have even said. So special shout out to uh, Michelle Yeoh because she's the one who said, ladies. Don't let anyone tell you you are past your prime. And I feel like that's a core Satellite Sisters message. Yes, it's great. And then Sarah Polly, who won for Best Adopted Screenplay, she she would like to thank the Academy for, quote, not being too mortally offended by the words women and talking put so close together like that. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it that that frightens people? I don't know. I remember. 
Remember when we were first pitching the show to people and they were like, what? It's just women talking. We're like, yes, that is the concept. Anyway, so congratulations to everyone. But those two messages in particular, I was uh, buoyed by. Yes. those. It makes, me, it makes me think of the producer that actually told us while we were taping Satellite Sisters, a talk show where women talk to quote, stop talking. So uh, <laughs> remember that? I think he told me never to talk. Like, okay. In particular, that was a yeah. show note that I got to Julie. Just don't say anything. Okay. <laughs> this wasn't really working with our concept. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, Leon. Well, while you were hobnobbing at the White House, Liz and I and my husband headed to Palm Springs for our second annual uh, spring break extravaganza in order to see the Indian Wells tennis tournament. Now, here's the thing, uh, Leon. I, I know you've traveled with Liz, but I want to make a recommendation to the entire Satellite Sisterhood that if you ever get a chance to travel with Liz Dolan, you should do it. Okay. <laughs> you know, because travel can really make or break a friendship. Am I right? I mean, oh, yeah. I, yes. we've all had examples uh -huh. where, you know, things just didn't go the way we thought they were going to go. But here's the thing about Liz. She is a fully functioning adult. Okay. Right. She's yes. always on time, always on time. In fact, uh -huh. she's on Dolan time. So yeah. she's always early. Like every time we came down to the lobby, she was already sitting there in the ready position, ready to get in yep. the car to go. Thank okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. She mm -hmm. pays her fair share. Okay. Yep. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Leon, she's always fully informed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we were, you know, she's downloaded the app. She's seen the map. She's <laughs> navigating the car. Okay. You need someone like that. She's never like showing up and say, okay, well, where do we go? Or do you know anything about that? That does not happen with Liz Stolen. Okay? Not happening. Not happening. No. Okay. <laughs> It's a sporting event. I mean, Indian Wells is a sporting event. Okay. In particular, if you can take Liz to any sporting event, mm -hmm. she is going to have more trivia and knowledge about that event than you could ever hope to have, right? Because she worked in sports marketing. So again, excellent companion for that. Thank you, Julie. But here, uh, she's, yes, she's, no, she I is an excellent decision maker. Okay. She's a strategizer, Leanne, because we got to Indian Wells. It was very, very crowded. There were so many things going on. We had to really make choices about which matches we wanted to watch. And of course, Liz had a plan. Okay. And we executed <laughs> Liz's plan. Okay. Okay. But most important, and I think this is really true for anyone when you travel with friends, that her fun never interferes with your fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if choices, if you want to do one thing, she can do another thing. I, and I just like that. In fact, Liz, I think that there is a business for you in terms oh. of being an excellent traveling companion. Oh. Well, <laughs> Takemealong.com. Yes, I can see I it like now. It. <laughs> but, but it was great. But Leanne, you know, the Indian Wells tennis tournament, this is a big, it's a big thing. We're, uh, we're tennis fans. Uh, and if you're not a tennis fan, this is now considered like the fifth largest tennis tournament in the world behind the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, uh, Australian Open or French Open. So it is absolutely packed. They've got palm trees, they've got flowers, beautiful gar gardens. There's, you know, lots of eating and shopping 
and sipping of cocktails. And Liz, am I right? There seem to be just a lot of Instagram influencers at this event. <laughs> yes. Okay? yes. Like, and a lot of the decor is designed for Instagram. Yeah. Even though it's all outdoors, a lot of just photo spots and people were taking full advantage. Yeah. And Leanne, people wearing totally impractical things uh, for walking around at a, a large tennis uh, match. But we'll really? That surprises me. But so just, it's, it's just, like Coachella. It's like Coachella <laughs> of the tennis out there. There was, there was, Coachella. there's old Coachella. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there was a lot to look at. So, and in fact, in one of the matches we went to, uh, they, one of the announcers came out to warm up the crowd before the players. And he asked all of us to turn to the person next to us and say, you look amazing. Okay. <laughs> now think about this, Leanne. I just thought this was such an LA thing, right? It wasn't like you are amazing. You weren't supposed to say that to a person or isn't it amazing to be here? It was a real LA thing. You look amazing. Right? Oh, we laughed so hardly. And like, what other sporting event have you ever been to where that's what's coming over the PA? It was hilarious, but people did it. You know, people did it. Do it. So, do it. <laughs> I want you to try this at home. Even if you're in the snow in Minnesota, just turn to the person in line and say, you look amazing. I love it. That's great. I love that. That's so funny. Funny. Oh, well, it sounds like you guys had a, had a fun trip. Fantastic. Was it, did you, was it warm out there? Cause it's been so cold and weird out here in Los Angeles. It was LA warm area. enough. It was okay. It, good. Last year when we went, it was super hot. So this was, it was kind of cool and breezy most of the time, just delightful for sitting in the stands, which is what you want. All right. Well, that was year two. This is the second year in a row, right? The, yeah, yes. the, big, the big advantage this year is last year we figured out which seats were in the shade. And for this year, we bought those seats. <laughs> so that See? was strategizing, strategizing. And we, we have all kinds of improvements for next year's trip already <laughs> in the works. Yes. All right. Well, while you were out there, I feel like I won the mom of the year award. So thank you. I am amazing. Um, so my 25-year-old <laughs> look amazingly. <laughs> my 25-year-old son, Colin, was going on his first business trip. So he is a photo assistant here in Los Angeles. He works for photographers. He's their assistant. He carries the gear. He sets up the lights. He handles uh, He handles the digital files. Uh, that's how he's been making his living for the last couple of years as a freelancer. So he works for all different kinds of photographers, but it's all been in LA. So this time he got his first travel gig, right? That's so it, exciting. It's so exciting. Yes. He was so excited, but he was also very nervous because he had a 7 a.m. flight out of LAX, our mm -hmm. big international airport. And it was the Monday after the time change. So oh, yeah. oh, extra he, early. Yes. He texted me. He's like, Mom, can you take me to the airport? Now, you know, I've been cynical in the past. And as everyone knows who lives in Southern California, like, taking or picking up someone at LAX is the greatest act of love you can commit. Like it's just <laughs> such a terrible place to go to at any time of day or night. There's always traffic, there's construction there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a commitment of uh -huh. pure love. If you take someone to LAX, <laughs> particularly at four in the morning. And, yes. um, but I knew he was nervous and I knew he would, didn't want like to trust this to a a drive share program where maybe they were going to be late or they didn't know how to get there. They took the wrong way. So 
I said yes. So mom of the year, I got up, set my alarm at four, had a cup of coffee. He's on Dolan time. He's someone who believes we should get to the airport early, even though he is not an early riser. He was at my house at 4.20. We got in the car. I took him to LAX. I dropped him off at the American Airlines terminal. I was like, go. He's actually going to uh, two shoots. It's a New York Times editorial shoot. He's working for a photographer. So they were going to Birmingham, Alabama, okay. and they're also going to Colorado. And they're shooting like the sad, a very uh, sad feature on the elderly who live in extreme poverty. So this was not going to be a party trip, but he was yeah. ready to go. So I dropped him off and then I got back in the car. I got home and then I went back to bed. Like I was so, <laughs> I never do that. It was five 30. I'm like, Barrick, I got to go back to bed. I won mom of the year, but I'm exhausted even after a cup of coffee. So I said, text me when you land. And he did. So he's off on his first business trip. Oh, oh that's, that's great. Exciting. Exciting. Mother of the year. Thank you. Mother Good of the work, year. mom. You are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I had to get up early, Leanne, to fly back to um, Dallas. Uh, again, with the time, time change, the flight from Palm Springs was at, you know, 5.50 a.m., which meant we, uh, we got up at like 3.30 to get to the airport, got, you know, we're ready to go, but we stopped to get some coffee. And of course, you, you can imagine there was a long line for coffee at 4.30 in the morning. Um, and I, and I, so I have a kind of a cranky nanny, Nana situation that I wanted to discuss with the two of you, get your opinion on it. So I'm, we're standing in this long coffee line and we have to get on board a plane and there may be, there may be like, I don't know, 10 people ahead of us and there are probably 10 people behind us. And um, there was a person right in front of us and someone that was maybe five or six people behind us knew that person and they were friends. And so the person behind us came up to the person in front of us and said, hey, would you order my drinks for me? I need four. And then he listed off super complicated coffee drinks that involved shots and pumps and soy milk and oat milk and you name it. And so, so, so you see the situation, you have the yeah. situation, right? Is that allowed? Are you allowed to like, if you see someone in a coffee line to like, just get uh, to have someone else order for you? Uh, um, was I just being uh, cranky because I was caffeinated, I uh, deprived of my caffeine or is this bad line behavior? What do you think, Liz? Well, okay. I'll go first. Um, I, I think you're allowed to do that if you are in the same traveling party as the person, right? So if like a member of the family is in line and then the rest of the family shows up or whatever it is, friends traveling together. But so that's, that I will allow. What I will not allow is just, you happen to know someone further up in the line. And no, I, I don't think that is allowed. I don't know how you prove who's together and who's not. Yeah, But yeah. I can certainly understand Cranky Nana saying, you know, wait, it's it's like when you see people, well, whatever, that would be my policy. Somehow, <laughs> like you need to be the same squad, not just random people further ahead in the line. Leon, do you have a policy on this? No, it's a hard no for me. Yeah. I mean, my whole my whole uh, concept of coffee lines is that the line is the system. 
Like the system is the line and the line is the system. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you adhere by that, that's how it all works, which is why I also object to mobile orders, for instance, because (laughs) you can walk into a coffee shop that's empty, but you don't know there are 82 mobile orders that have come in and you're going to be there 20 minutes. The line is the system. The system is the line. It keeps everything equal and in check. So Julie, I'm with you. I think it's essentially cutting in line. Like just get in line. Those airport coffee lines usually work pretty efficiently because the line is the system. The system is the line. So Julie, I'm with you. (laughs) Okay. Of course, I did not say anything to to this person who jumped the line. Um, I just, as you can see, seethed seethed quietly, (laughs) quietly (laughs) resentment. And ruined your whole morning. It it did. Well, you can see we're talking about it on the show because yes, I I think it's a big issue. I think I I like Lynn's mantra. Yeah. The line is the system. And the system is the line. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Julie, I'm glad we could clear that up for you. And now let's talk about me and my White House visit. Thank you. When, when we get back. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, Pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code Sat Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen 
for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay, we're back. Hey, you guys, did I mention that I went to the White House last week? (laughs) (laughs) No, tell us. Oh, wow. What a surprise. Do tell. (laughs) You know what I have to say? I was so buoyed by everybody in the Satellite Sisterhood's enthusiasm for my unexpected White House invitation. So thank you all for uh, being interested and supporting me and being curious about whether I was wearing pantyhose or not. So here's the background. Um, I was invited to attend the International Women's Women of Courage Awards at the White House this year. I volunteer, I'm a member of a NGO called American Women for International Understanding. And we are a private group that works with the State Department on this particular program. And this year, the First Lady decided that they would like to hold the awards, which are usually at the State Department, at the White House. And so for the first time in 17 years, the awards were at the White House. And it was a very small guest list, and I'll explain why later, but, um, and I was happy to be included. I've worked many, many hours on this for the last 10 years. I'm happy to support these incredible female leaders from all over the world. Our organization hosts them at an event in Los Angeles, and we provide money so that we can give them a grant, which is something that the State Department can't do. And over the course of eight years, we're a nonpartisan group. I've worked with three different administrations, three different sets of people uh, at the State Department. And we're always happy to support these incredible women. So I, but we got, I didn't get a, the invitation came in about a week before the ceremony. So I didn't have a huge amount of time to prep. There was some idea we might get invited, but we knew the invitations were tight. Seven women from my organization were invited and we were psyched. So you guys, I first had to get the outfit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I came to you and I said, pantyhose, no pantyhose. And uh, because I was thought I was going to wear a dress. But then I I walked into Ann Taylor and there was the jacket with my name on it. It was like a white tweed 
moto jacket, which are pretty trendy now. So not a normal blazer. I had tried on a couple of suits and I looked like a very short cop in most of them. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I, you posted pictures at the satellite sister Facebook group and uh, it looked like a little faux Chanel kind of thing. It was very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Snappy, snappy me, you know, and then I ended up wearing like blue Palazzo pants that I actually had. I had a great heavy white t-shirt underneath that I I, I also owned. And I was able to wear um, some cute gold booties that I had bought in 2020 for my book tour that got canceled and I really never worn since. So I thought <laughs> I'm all set. So, and then there was a possibility that we might be invited to an additional reception the night before. So I had to get a backup outfit just in case that happened. Liz, I went to Chico's, you know, we love our Chico's. I got a very, very cute pair of pants at Chico's. I rolled those up, stuck them in my bag. We were all set to go, but I was very excited, a little nervous, but just kind of overwhelmed, you know, to be actually invited to an event at the White House. But I was ready to go, got on the plane. We had great weather in Washington, D.C., which is fantastic because one year I was there and there was a tremendous blizzard and the whole event was canceled. So this year was going to be cool. It was in the 30s and 40s, but it was sunny. So in true, you know, Dolan fashion, the day before I did a whole reconnaissance mission. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. How long will it take us to get from point A to point B? Where Here's the actual entrance. We were going in what's called like the East Visitors Entrance at the White House. Not not the East Executive Entrance at the White House, which is a different entrance on a different street. And then we were going to go across the street to the Blair House for the reception. So one of my friends had made reservations at a hotel nearby. So I just wanted to make sure I could take the whole crowd to the right entrance, the right direction. And so I did the recon the day before, walked it all out, timed it. It was all good. It was all good. Good, good. good. (laughs) And, and, And then it was the day of the big event. And uh, so the women they had named this year, it's an extraordinary group. It's 11 women. Um, Every year they sort of focus on a couple of different things. This year it was building democracy uh, and it was also extending rights to uh, marginalized people, uh, different groups. So we had a couple of women reporting on Russian atrocities in Ukraine. There was a really cool brigadier general from Mongolia that was there. Uh, There's women from Central African Republic who were defending democracy. There was a woman who uh, was protecting indigenous lands in Costa Rica. And then there was a cohort that were advocating for rights of refugees, people with disabilities, the LGBTQI plus community. So it was a really interesting group of women from all over the place. I knew their names, but it was so fun to see them. So the day of the White House, you know, I woke up, I did not sleep well the night before. (laughs) I, you know, I was pretty, yeah. And I just wanted to make sure we got there on time. It started at two, like they were letting us in at one. I was like, we have to be there at one. So even though we had lunch reservations, I had to rally that group. We wanted to be there right at one. We were good to go. It was the same entrance as the public tours. And our group looked great. I have to say, I mean, everyone turned up. We all had coats. It was a lot of white, a lot of winter white in our group. We all had coats and hats and good pocketbooks. I <laughs> I had my pink coat I and I yes. got a lot of that looked good in the photos you posted, Liam. That was a snappy choice. That was too. like <laughs> Madam Secretary plus there, Liam. That was very good. 
Julie, when somebody in our Facebook group said dress like Madam Secretary, I literally took that as like an inspiration. I was like, of course, what was I thinking? Blue and white pants, great jacket. (laughs) And then I had to get a coat. I just ordered it from Land's End. And you know, after Christmas, there's a lot of coats on sales. The rest of America maybe doesn't know that, but in California, we don't need winter coats. It was a cute pink coat, wasn't it? And it, it was the price was insane, very low, but I couldn't really fit it over the jacket. So I just draped it over my shoulders. That's what Madam Secretary would do, lay an excellent work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ready. I had mom's pocketbook. I brought a vintage Edna Dolan pocketbook from the eighties that looked great. A Jay Herbert bag. It was small. I knew we could get that in. We were looking good. And so you go in the entrance. First, you have to walk by the bomb sniffing cocker spaniel. Like no. (laughs) <laughs> it was a cocker spaniel. So, and then uh, you walk on further and they check your IDs and then you walk through metal detectors. And the whole time there's a lot of secret service uh, that is all military secret service. So you don't feel like you could just, you know, run across the South Lawn of the White House. I wouldn't say <laughs> there was that sense. And then, and then once you get through all that security, then it was this long, dramatic walkway that was all lined with flags and the trees were blooming. A lot of the early uh, blooming trees were there, not the cherry blossoms yet, but other trees like the magnolias were gorgeous. And I was with my friend Leslie the whole time and we were just beside ourselves. It's very majestic walking up to the White House, but they they had a lot of military personnel, young men and women in their u- beautiful uniforms, sort of leading you like they do at Disney World, you know, you know? <laughs> what I mean? Like you're silently, quietly being like ushered into places and you don't even notice it. So there was a young woman, I think she was in the Navy. She looked great. And she took our photo as we were standing out in front. And then we took her photo because she looked so great. And she said, I got this special uniform for today. She was excited to be there. Wow. Everybody at the White House who worked there was so nice and so excited to be there. A lot of people wandering around. I know you're wondering, was there a coat check? Yes, there was, Jewel. There was a coat check at the White (laughs) House. And then the East Wing is a lot of the First Lady portraits and the official China. There were some good antiques. There were some rugs. Once you got into the East Wing, we could, you were at your own pace. We we were sort of, we could. Could you take pictures in there, Leanne? We could. Yeah, we could take pictures. So that was, that was really nice. There was a long hallway that they had lined with the flags of all the countries of the women and then all their portraits. And that was great. Like that was very majestic. And so we could take photos of ourselves and of that. That was very cool. The Marine Corps band was playing show tunes. So that was fun. (laughs) That was fun. At one point, really? we were, okay. This I was like a that. really big celebration. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, we were just, we could wander around some of the rooms and look in them. So I looked in one little study and it was red. It was nice. And then a whole bunch of men came out of the men's room. And I was like, oh, I'm in the men's room. I'm in the men's room at the White House. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lee, and that okay. could have been an incident. Yes. <laughs> It's like, okay. (laughs) But we didn't linger. Other people were chatting, but Leslie and I, we wanted to get to our seats and we didn't know what the seating policy was there. So some people had, many people had assigned seats, but the rest of us were in a scrum. And again, they're just filing you into the rows. It's not like you can choose your seat, but I was so surprised at how small the East room was. I can see why there were no more than 200 people in the room. Uh, So it was very intimate. There was a lot of press. They had a nice stage 
stage set up. The first lady was going to speak. The secretary of state was, was going to speak. One of the international women of courage spoke. There were a whole bunch of government officials and diplomats that spoke. The UN U.S. ambassador to the UN spoke. The White House press secretary spoke. Uh, the acting ambassador for global women's issues spoke. So there were a lot of people, you know, ready to go and ready, ready to speak. But so it was a very convivial group. And I I felt like everybody that was there had been interested in supporting women's global issues for years. We happened to be seated next to a gentleman who had been the ambassador to Myanmar for many years. And so we've had some job. Yeah, when yeah, we've had awesome. several international women of courage from Myanmar uh, at our event, so we could talk to them about that. Um, uh, there's a new uh, award they were giving in this program, the Madeleine Albright Award, and that was being given to a group of women for their collective action. And so Madeleine Albright's daughters were in the front oh. row, her whole family. And they, oh my gosh, they look just like Madeleine Albright. Oh, really? There was no mistaking them. Remember, she has twin daughters and then a third daughter. I, I you know, I mean, I had forgotten oh, I that. I forgot but, about that, that she then, had twins. Yeah. Yeah. But and the twins look exactly like her. So that was fun. We could see them. Now, I know people who were watching on the live, live stream said, why is this starting late? But what was interesting this year, because the last two years, the women have not been able to come to the United States. Um they brought all three years of International Women of Courage. So a lot of three cohorts, 21, 22, and 23. And the first lady met all of them in separate meetings. So we had had a chance to be at a reception with the women from 2021 and 2022, the night before, they were so excited to finally get their visit to America to meet the first lady. So that's what she was doing. She was meeting the women from 21, the women from 22, and then this year's honorees from 23. So I think that's why she was late because I heard afterwards from one of our state department colleagues that the women weren't supposed to bring in their own phones. It was supposed to be very formal and just all chaos broke loose. They had all phones. They were taking selfies. They were like (laughs) calling their families. it's irresistible. This is their big moment. Yeah. They got to go for it. (laughs) And so that's why they were late, but then they all paraded in like, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats and, you know, a little production value. And there's the Marine Corps band, they're playing them in, which was great. And then, um, then they said the first lady of the United States and the secretary of state. And, you know, there's not wild clapping, but it was, you know, it was, it's a nice moment. And there was just so much warmth and support in the room. It's nice to see uh, these women get their due because they're doing really hard things in really hard countries. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're fighting Taking for enormous risks, to, right? enormous yeah. risks, enormous yeah. risks. You know, several of them were uh, exiles, could not even go home because of the work they were doing. So, uh, you know, when they announced the, the, soldier from Ukraine, you just get your chills. Like mm-hmm. what she's done the last couple of years has been hard. I mean, yeah. she's, she smuggled out intelligence, you guys, uh, in a tampon, like she put, like, that's what, uh, that's wow. how she was getting intelligence from the front out to Poland, where she was working with a journalist who was also there. So it was just really incredible stories, but, and the women themselves just, they had formed this sisterhood right away. Like, you know, even though they spoke different languages and uh, you could tell they were all just thrilled to be there. So the ceremony took about 55 minutes and then we were ushered outside again, like in a Disneyland fashion, like no lingering, everybody move, but, <laughs> but we're walking, is- we're walking people. Exactly. Like, like, 
<laughs> Julie, the coat check just totally broke down though. Like I thought it was going to be oh. systematic, but instead it was just like, throw us your ticket. They were just throwing people coats, but mine was pink. You know what? No one oh, else yeah. had a pink coat. So it was easy that's, to spot. That's a good strategy. But at one point I turned to Madeline Albright's daughter. I was like, this is like Lomans, you know? <laughs> and she just started laughing. So, uh, so it was almost so we didn't really know where we were. We were being ushered over to the Blair house where the reception was going to be. And we came out and we were on the North portico, you guys. So that, <gasps> you know, dramatic. it was I mean, very dramatic. And once you realize where you were, you were like, oh my gosh, this, this is it. This is the shot. I'm at the place where, <laughs> you know, things happen. The famous view of the North portico with the driveway and the sweeping vistas and the lawn in front of me. And that's when people started going crazy with pictures and selfies and dancing. Again, we could not run across the lawn. That was very clear that the Marines were not going to let us do that or the Secret Service. But the Marines took our photo. We had one nice young Marine take no, our photo. But they were fine. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were great. And I mean, the only disappointment, you know, it, I did not see the German shepherd, you know, I was was looking, I I was, I was looking, I was like, please let that dog be out there. Please let that dog be out there. But um, as a German shepherd owner, I just wanted to, to see the president's German shepherd. But other than that, fantastic. So then it was super informal. We walked out. They had shut down the whole street in front of Lafayette Park. It was all shut down. Uh, Lots of security there. So we could walk across to the Blair House, which is acts, I guess, as the president's guest house when he has VIP guests that, you know, for security reasons or whatever reasons they don't want to put in a hotel, they put in the Blair House. And it looks like a little Washington row house. But Mm -hmm. what we didn't understand until we got in was that it's the whole row, like the government, they own the whole row. So they own like 10 of the row houses and it's over 70,000 square feet in there. So yeah, that's a good fact. Uh, Yes. The the woman who is the manager, she gave us a great tour. We got a great tour, lots of facts, you know, told us about this is, you know, Jackie Kennedy put this wallpaper up here and the, you know, president Lincoln loved coming here. He spent a lot of time here and this is where he wrote the emancipation proclamation in this library. And, oh, when mother Teresa stayed here, this is the chair she sat in. So, you know, People like to sit in it as if it's going to give them some grace grace and blessing. Oh, yeah. But two things. You know what was great? The food. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I don't know why I thought the food was going to be like, you know, chicken salad. You know, I, I just didn't know. Of course, they have their own chef there. They used, uh, they introduced a chef and they, he said he got all of the food from women food purveyors uh, in the DC, Virginia oh. area. All the wine came from women owned uh, vineyards and stuff like that. I mean, I could have eaten that smoked salmon all day. So <laughs> by then I was stuff, Did you stuff any down your pink coat? Cause it probably would have been. <laughs> Cause you no. probably didn't eat it all at lunch. Cause you were afraid of spilling on your white jacket. It's exactly right, Liz. I did. <laughs> I did put, uh, first of all, embarrassingly, I put my napkin down in front and I had like just a small salad. I couldn't, I couldn't eat anything at lunch. It was too nervous. I didn't need any more coffee. Uh, Julie, I did take some of the smoke and cocktail napkins that say BH Blair house. And then, wow. um, from the bathroom in the white house, I did take a, a hand towel that says, uh, the president of the United States. So oh. yes. Don't you think it's, everybody does that? Yes. I mean, it's like every American, yeah. that's your tax yeah. dollars at work. I yeah, mean, that's good. Liam. Yeah. I mean, it was a paper hand towel. I just want to be clear. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I mean, 
But then it was just super informal. You could talk to the women, you know, the lawyer from Jordan who was getting people's voting rights, you know, all up to speed. You just, it was super informal. I had a chance to introduce myself to Madeline Albright's daughters and tell her how much we enjoyed having their mom on the show. And they liked that story and how great she was. And, and just everybody was, it was just a really warm, lovely event. It felt very inclusive is what I would say. It was not super formal. It was just, you know, afterwards, just a really a delight to sort of wander through the Blair house. You could go everywhere and, and turn to people and just introduce yourself. And everyone was happy to meet each other. And people are there doing great work and really working hard to, you know, protect human rights around the globe or women's issues around the globe or whatever they need to do. People are working hard doing it. So the whole, it was just, fantastic and then uh one of my friend's feet gave out so we had to go like she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she like, footwear issues it's always the downfall i was like why don't you go sit in mother Teresa's chair and see if something works out for you over there <laughs> a miracle of some kind <laughs> no, there was one little detail from blair house i'll share uh, i'm going really long i see that uh so but I noticed that the chairs around the, it was the cabinet room. It was like the informal cabinet room. I was like, these are like old fashioned needlepoint chairs. What the heck? Everything else is so formal. So I asked our guide and she said, oh, Lady Bird Johnson did those. She had all the wives of the cabinet members needlepoint a chair cover. Whoa. Oh my God. That's, and then that's, they, that's, hard, that's hard work. I know. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you, I mean, you, don't was, see, you don't seem impressed, Liz. <laughs> no. Well, I'm just imagining that assignment. Like, right. could go, it could go either way. Like, did the husbands of the cabinet? No, there were no female cabinet. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. if they didn't know how to needlepoint, they just found someone to needlepoint. The <laughs> Good tone, point, Joel. Yeah, I don't that. know. So anyway, so that was it. I, I can see that I've gone really long. Sorry about no, that. No, that's good. That's super fun. No, super fun to hear about that. It just sounds like so satisfying for everyone involved. It was. That's what I would say. I was. It was a nice moment. And I was so just happy and honored to be included. It was great. Okay, that's great. And we'll have the link to the video of the actual event will be in the show notes if people want to watch the presentation. I was at home watching it. It was very emotional, very, when you hear these women's stories, it's very beautiful to know that our government is honoring them and citizen diplomats like Leon Dolan (laughs) honoring them. (laughs) Yes, our event is this week. It's Thursday. So we had to leave the White House and then I got to work. We're doing all the script and the videos and everything. We're turning it around quickly. The women are coming to Los Angeles. We'll have some State Department people there, and we're going to introduce them to the people of Los Angeles and and give them their grants and things like that. So that's Thursday this week. So and then and then on Friday, I'm going to do absolutely nothing. So that's that's my (laughs) plan. Good one. It's been busy. Okay. well, I'm going to give you a super short snapshot of the people that did not have a good week in the last week. I'm sure people have read about the crisis at the Silicon Valley Bank. The government had to take over the Silicon Valley Bank and also something called Signature Bank. Have you ever even heard of Signature Bank? No, no. not me. Anyway, these are the these are the banks that are sort of they're not big enough to be too big of to fail, but they are in the category that I just consider really bad if they fail. Anyway, the reason the reason I was was getting a view inside of this is that 
I'm part of two groups that does like seed investing for very small startups. One is called Oregon Sports Angels, and that's a group of about 40 people we work together to find and fund small companies, especially, as I said, founders who are female founders, women of color, people that have a harder time finding that initial investment. And the second group I'm part of is called the BFM Fund, which is Black Founders Matter. And there specifically, there's a focus on supporting Black founders, not just in sports, but across many businesses. Anyway, these are not companies that get VC money, right? right. And they not, don't have yachts as no, collateral. No, Did you see not, that? That yeah. That's what people were putting up at, you know, yeah. at the tail bank. These are not, yachts. I don't know any tech bros. I don't know any of those people. I know these people. These people are just trying to start small businesses and trying to scrape together the money to do that. So I was kind of oblivious what was going on until I started to get a lot of email on Thursday with these founders updating us on whether or not they had their money at Silicon Valley Bank. And, you know, for them, being locked out of their money would mean not being able to pay whatever employees they might have or having to close the store if it was a retail business or, you know, cancel any manufacturing if they made a product. So these this was a really serious um, situation for them. So the woman that wrote the BFM fund wrote to say that their money was not at SVB, but it was at another bank. And she had always been very careful to never have more than 250K in the account, because as we know, that is the FDIC insurance limit. So she was now opening additional accounts. And then another guy at a small tech startup uh, did bank with SVP. And he was just, you know, you can imagine over the weekend, you think, my God, what am I, how am I going to pay my people? Is this the end of my business? So there's been a lot of bluster. There is a lot going on here. You know, I just think it's worth remembering that a lot of these people, they just deposited their money in the bank. They didn't invest their money in some risky thing. Right, right. How, how were they to know that the people, that the stupid people that own the bank were going to invest their money and blow it? So, you know, it it seems like the FDIC is protecting all of these depositors now. A lot of the news focus has been on the greedy VCs and the billionaire tech bros and yeah, the yachts and all of that. Just want to point out, there are many others caught up in this that are much more normal people that are just like us who are just trying to get a business going. So I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, <laughs> I did read that I did read that Roku. Uh, had more than $487 million in that bank. Oh, boy. I I have Roku TVs. I know. You love Roku. You love your Roku, Liz. So my number one concern, once I made sure that all of our little companies were okay, like, oh my God, what if my TVs don't work anymore? (laughs) But happy to report that my Roku TVs are still working. Okay, Liz. Hold the line there. Hold the line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When we come back, entertaining sisters. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to (laughs) buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. 
That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Right, we have a bunch of entertaining sisters recommendations. But first, I just want to thank people for their response to our episode last week about suicide. Um, mm -hmm. Boy, we really had some great posts and some emails. We want to thank Charlotte Maya for being so honest on the show about what her life has been like since uh, her husband's death by suicide. Her memoir is Sushi Tuesday. So we talked a lot about that, but also she was just very honest. And I think that really touched people. I think uh, it did. Yeah. 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 So go ahead, Liz. 
No, I was going to say, I also appreciated that there were people that wrote to us because a friend of theirs had forwarded them the show. So they weren't necessarily Satellite Sisters listeners, but somebody in their life knew that they would probably be helped by that episode. And I thought that was really beautiful to think about one Satellite Sister sending it to another Satellite Sister who might need that kind of message. Right. And if you haven't had time to listen to the show, um, please do and uh, and send it to your friends. I mean, I think it was it was just so uh, inspiring and honest um, and helpful. Yeah, it was helpful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So thanks to Charlotte and thanks to all of you who listened and forwarded on the show. Now, next week, we're though we're going officially on a spring break. So uh, um, we're going to take available. She's available. <laughs> I'm, I'm only kidding. No, she's busy. But no, you know, I will be busy uh, on our spring break. We're off for the next two weeks, but I will be posting replays. So you'll get a classic Satellite Sister show in your feed uh, next week. And, you know, we try to pick things we'll, that will be fun. And maybe you haven't heard them in a while. Maybe you never heard them. That would be great. But but I also wanted to mention, and sisters, you can chime in on this. One thing we also accomplished last week is we had two other feeds that were that were off somewhere else that we never really kind of organized when we moved to our new platform. So last week we moved Satellite Sisters Talk TV and Chaos Chronicles to our platform, which means those two shows are now out there. They don't come in the Satellite Sisters feed, but you could listen to some of these what would you call these shows? These are just Satellite Sisters spinoffs, sort of. So, okay. So, sisters, Julie and Leon, you did Satellite Sisters Talk TV together. Yes. Give us a pitch for why someone should go listen to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. Jewel? Uh, well, you know, here's the thing, Liz. People like TV, okay? <laughs> Love TV, okay? And we talk about it. And we had fun talking about um, our the shows we were watching. So if you like TV, you'll like our talk TV show. <laughs> that's about as much thought as we put into it. No, we're, there was a, no, that's not true. Like there was a point in Satellite Sisters history that we decided, well, if we want to double our downloads, we should do two shows a week. But it was just really me and Julie doing this Tuesday show. And we're like, what should we do to fill the time? Oh, let's talk about, and we started with Downton Abbey. So we had what we called Downton Gabby. We were, uh, for the record, the first TV recap podcast for Downton Abbey. And then we just kept rolling through shows that all seemed to be on Sunday night at 9 p.m. So Julie and I were just like watching TV and writing notes and recording podcasts. And it was uh, Madam Secretary was probably our favorite. We love Downton Abbey. We love Madam Secretary. We did a great job on that recap. Every week we were just killing it over there uh, in the Madam Secretary. We covered that and Selfridges. Yeah, we did quite a few shows. Yes. We did until we just couldn't take it anymore. It was so much work. When, <laughs> when Madam Secretary wrapped up, we're like, that's it. That ends our as our uh, debut as uh, TV recappers. But mm-hmm. if you if but shockingly, Liz, people are rediscovering they the are caps because the shows now like Madam Secretary recently went up on Netflix. Yes. So or Hulu or something. So as people find it, then they might Google it and we have like all six seasons of Madam Secretary recap. So, and I just uh, want to say this about the Madam Secretary recap. I never watched the show, 
but I always listened to the leak recap and found it wildly entertaining <laughs> okay. because your takes on international diplomacy and also diplomatic wardrobing, as we saw in Leon's earlier segment about going to the White House, very fun takes on all of the. There are a lot of Broadway actors that play mm-hmm. key roles in uh, Madam Secretary. So you guys really had fun with that show. And I always had fun listening. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. We never took anything too seriously. Like for us, you know, Downton Abbey was always like a British soap opera. It wasn't some great piece of art or literature. So, and we didn't love all the characters or all the storylines or even all the seasons. So we were pretty honest about the show, but um, it is fun to go back and listen to them. And they're short. They're usually only like 20 minutes because, you know, again, it's TV. You don't have to take it too seriously. (laughs) I think we haven't finished moving the Downton Abbey into Satellite Sisters Talk TV feed. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe someday we'll have that too. But yeah. there's plenty of fun to be had there. And the other one, Lee, in Chaos Chronicles, that was your solo show. Yes, that was, and that was also pioneering because that was I started that in 2009. It was based off my column at Working Mother Magazine, and I used to do segments on the radio show Satellite Sisters called the Chaos Chronicles. So it was just me and a microphone that I would do. Uh, I did it for like three or four years and talked about parenting issues essentially mm-hmm. uh, until my kids got to be teenagers and they didn't want me to talk about them anymore. So I. <laughs> And you know what? I was tired of being a parent by then. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, but yeah, those are some golden oldies, really. Yeah. So um, I think that still... one is called Modern Motherhood with a Laugh, right? Was it something yes. like that? Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good. so- yeah. Yeah. So that it's fun to it's fun that they still exist in the uni- in the universe. And I think it got like 10 downloads last month. So woo! <laughs> yeah, people still still finding it. <laughs> so just search for Satellite Sisters Talk TV or Chaos Chronicles and you you just have no idea what's going to come up. It'll, it'll it'll keep you entertained while we're on our spring break. <laughs> hey, I should say though. I mean, we're taking some time off the podcast, but don't think we won't be working because when we come back in April, I just want to say we have a pretty big announcement for Satellite Sisters. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we are going to come back from spring break refreshed and have something to tell you all. So that show is April 4th. You are going to want to tune in for that, right? Yes. A huge announcement. Very overdue, long awaited announcement. Yes. It's going to be good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, can we talk about some more TV with Yeah, people sure. love it. Yeah, people but love it. Love TV. Okay, so <laughs> I think I want to recommend another show. Now, as you know, um, I recommended on Satellite Sisters, Death and Par- Paradise. This is a, a BBC crime drama series uh, set in some fake uh, Caribbean, uh, Caribbean island called San Marie. And there are about uh, 10 seasons of it. And if you need something to just relax at the end of the day, nothing too difficult, but a little, you know, a little drama, no, no violence, very little violence. That was the show for you. Well, I have some exciting news that, um, and this just um, started, uh, just debuted at the end of February. So it's available now on BritBox uh, for us to watch. It's called Beyond Paradise. And this is a spin-off 
of death in paradise. Are you following me, sister? <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a spin-off. Now, Beyond Paradise, okay, it's on BritBox because if you Google Beyond Paradise, there are about 10 others movies and TV shows with that exact same name. I'm sorry <laughs> I keep recommending shows that are difficult to find, but I think this is worth it. It has two ador- adorable stars, Chris Marshall and Sally Breton, and Chris Marshall plays the detective inspector Humphrey Goodman. And he's uh, and there it's set in this small British village of Shipton Abbott, which I don't know what it where it is, but they have a much bigger production budget than the actual Death and Paradise show. So it's got beautiful scenes, it's very romantic, and I would recommend it. Uh, they're planning for about six episodes, three have already dropped beyond paradise spin-off of death in paradise <laughs> okay it's a good awesome. sell for that show joel yes. good one i got a link good. link to britbox in the show notes <laughs> Um, all right. I wanted to recommend a TV show that a lot of people on the Facebook group recommended back at me called Shrinking. This is the uh, Harrison Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams vehicle over there on Apple Plus TV. And it's about uh, it's about a, a therapist who has lost his wife suddenly and he's going through a lot of grief and loss and kind of decides to help his patients in a completely different way. And he works in a therapy practice with um, Harrison Ford and Jessica Williams. But why it was recommended to me is because it is set in Pasadena, California. Oh. And yeah. So, and there are a lot of inside, pa- there are a lot of Pasadena jokes that are totally, that totally ring true. So I enjoy it. I understand from my son, Colin, that Jason Siegel lives nearby because he sees him at the coffee place all the time. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, so, and it's brought to you by the same team that does Ted Lasso. So, um, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Good it's, recommendation. Oh my gosh. Harrison Ford is just having the time of his life. He's fantastic. He plays like the senior, you know, therapist. They all work at his practice. Uh, he's just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Honestly, I thought I was watching my father-in-law. I mean, just. <laughs> that's his grumpy character and then i realized oh no it's not my father-in-law it's my husband when he's 80 like (laughs) character is exactly what my husband's going to be like at 80 uh and it's uh, happens to be filmed at my friend carol's house jason siegel's house is my friend carol's house uh yes it was all filmed in pasadena so yes there are lots of great pasadena scenes i've been to a lot of those places uh there's again a lot of good references to what it's like to live in Pasadena, and then um, the best, my favorite scene is when Jason Siegel is he's he plays the therapist who lost his wife, and he's just cycling down a Pasadena street, just sobbing, and he just starts yelling, "Damn you, Phoebe Bridgers! Damn you!" <laughs> because she, of course, is the sad singer songwriter who's from Pasadena. So mm-hmm. it's a nice full circle there. But the <laughs> the show is super fun. It is for adults. It's an adult show. This adult setting, uh, you know, adult things happen. So it has, it's sharp and it has some really fun characters. I, I love seeing Jessica Williams in this role, row and she and Harrison Ford have great chemistry together. They all do the whole cast, tons of fun. So I wanted to recommend that. And then I wanted to recommend a book um, by a writer I know. It just came out today called The Fun Widows Book Tour. Um, The writer is Zoe Fishman. She's a writer from Atlanta, Georgia. 
Now, I had an opportunity to do an event with uh, Zoe Fishman three years ago, right before the world shut down for COVID. Remember that when that happened in March 2020? She was on a book tour. I was starting my book tour. We did one fun event together. And then, uh, and then everything shut down. And, um, but what was interesting about her story at the time was that she had lost her husband suddenly and was now a young widow trying to raise like a five-year-old and a seven-year-old boy. So this is a really like a fictionalized version of her life. And um, it's really good. It's sharp. It's sweet. She has a lot of interesting things to say about female friendship and family issues and loss but it's a novel, so she can kind of dig deep and the characters are really well drawn. I just, I, I enjoyed it knowing personally that she's lived through all of this. It just, you can tell from the writing that, you know, she has taken what she's been through and turned it into something. So that's called The Fun Widows Book Tour. It's out today in paperback. It would be a great book club book because there's a lot to discuss in here. So that's a book okay. recommendation. All right. Thank you, Leanne. Okay, well, speaking of books and my entertaining sisters, first, I have a book note. In the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, people have been um, writing about whether or not to attend the LA Times Festival of Books and what's the best way to do that. So I wanted to let you know that as we record this on March 14th, tomorrow, March 15th, is the day the LA Times Festival of Books publishes the entire schedule and when tickets become available for the event, which is the weekend of April 22nd and 23rd. Now, the tickets for the LATFOB, as they say, um, tickets are free, but you do want to get tickets to the uh, to the talks or seminars that you really want to participate in because rooms fill up the whole the festival is all outdoors on the USC campus it's really beautiful but the speakers are mainly indoor and classrooms and seminar rooms uh, at USC so check out the schedule as soon as you can and if you think you're coming um, get tickets to the things you would really want to attend it's always worth the effort and it's super fun just to walk around outside and see all the different booksellers and well Lee and you've spoken at the LATFOB before and done book signings there. I think authors really enjoy coming to it. Yeah, you get everybody who's got a big new book out, they're going to be there. Like yeah. they get the celebrity authors, they get the biggest authors. It's, it's you know, it's the, the biggest book festival on the West Coast for sure. But it's really good panels. They work really hard to put interesting panels together. So they have good moderators and, and good authors. And there's just, there's a real conviviality there at the LA Times mm -hmm. Festival of Books. It's fun. It's a fun place to be an author. And I think it's a fun place to go as a, as a reader. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge children's area too. Oh yeah. So if you have kids you want to bring and get kids interested in books, they do a really good job with having plenty there that will keep the kids entertained. So that's tomorrow, March 15th, the schedule gets published for the weekend of April 22nd. Then the other thing I wanted to mention also came up in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Carrie posted about the new season of Top Chef, Top Chef 2023 is an all-star season from London. Uh, Ooh, I'm very excited. Good. Very, very excited. I have not had the opportunity to see the first episode, and I'm not sure when I'll even get to the first or second episode. So Heather and I in the Facebook group, we have asked people to please respect a no spoilers rule. If you're posting mm. about the all-star season from London, post what you want, but some of us are going to be a little bit behind others, but very excited 
uh, that the season has started. So these are uh, top chefs from all over the world now competing against each other. So it's not just all Americans, which I think would be interesting. And of course, because it's in London, you know who I think must be making an appearance. Stanley Tucci, of course. That's oh, just- okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know who. Who, who do I know? I, I haven't seen. I don't know. I haven't seen any advance word of that. But yeah. how could you, if you're doing Top Chef in London, in the city where he lives, how could you not? Anyway, so I'm just fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for uh, for some Tucci. But there you go, <laughs> Top Chef 2023. All right, Liz, that's a good one. No spoilers. It's hard to do, though. People want to chat about it, but I, I, I respect that. I respect that. I know. It's hard to do. I feel like there's a statute, though, at some point. Yes. Right? Okay. okay. Should we set a statute? I don't know. It's just my problem is I don't have Bravo. So I have to wait. You, know, you just have Roku and that's going under. Yeah. <laughs> So I watch it with my neighbors who have Bravo. So it's a, it's a scheduling situation we have here. But okay, you're right. I'll decide what the policy right. the deadline will be. And then, okay. um, yeah, Heather and I can work something out that works for everyone. You guys figure it out. Let us know April 4th. We'll make our, our big announcement and then we'll have this important follow-up okay. on top. <laughs> policy. Good. Well, all right. that is our show for this week thank you all for joining us thank you always for supporting satellite sisters and for supporting our sponsors it really does make a huge difference we do love it when you share the show whether it's something serious like last week's episode on uh, on suicide or something like this week's episode which is not so serious but we still like talking to you and we love it when you share the sisters you can always find us at satellitesisters.com the blog post is there you know bios about us are there the shows are there. Uh, get to know that address is when we make our big announcement. There will be information there at satellitesisters.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter. That would be a good thing to do right now called Pep Talk. Uh, when you go to satellitesisters.com, a pop-up will come right up and you can just put in your email address. We certainly don't sell the email addresses. We really don't even know how to use Excel or a spreadsheet <laughs> like that. So so we, we wouldn't even know how to sell an email address. <laughs> You're just going to get some stuff from us. <laughs> so that's it. I think and thanks. don't forget our email address is oh, hello, yeah. hello at SatelliteSisters.com. So if there's something you want to share with us privately, not posted on social media, that's the best place to do that. Hello at SatelliteSisters.com. All right. A big thank you to Sergio Enriquez, our engineer. Sergio, enjoy your spring break. Emily Loudermilk does our graphics. You'll see those on Instagram at Sat Sisters and in Pep Doc. Um, and that's it. Okay. How about our to-do list for the week? I don't even know where to start. I mean, I know this. I'm going to just sit on the couch and watch TV after this event is done. So I will be catching up on Top Chef London. I'm excited for that. Okay. Julie, what do you got going this week? Okay. St. Patrick's Day, it's coming up this uh, this week. You know, and sometimes I do a minor job celebrating it. Yeah. Uh, I don't go all out, but I'm going to go all out this year. I oh. have just made a commitment of green festooning is going to be happening, corned beef, Irish music, maybe an Irish movie. Uh, it's all an Irish sweater. Everything's going to happen <laughs> associated with it. Okay. That actually sounds really fun. Yes, I, may, I may join you in a little St. Patty's Day yeah, celebration. Let's just get, get, kick it up a notch there for old St. <laughs> Pat. Okay, Liz, how about you? Two words, pet insurance. I was, uh, I was looking at Hooper the other day thinking, I wonder how old he is. 
I don't really know how old he is. You know, he was a rescue. They always tell you they're younger than they really are. Anyway, I just decided that uh, it was time. You know, he's probably at an age where things are going to start to go wrong. Same age I'm at. Things are going wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm in I'm investigating some pet insurance. I had pet insurance for my beloved dog, um, Ferris. And that really turned out to be important. And so that's that's my goal for uh, one of our off weeks is to do that. No, please, that's that's inspirational. That's a good idea. Yes. Oh, well, that sounds like a big spring break plan. Oh, good work. Yes. Good work. All right. We will see you in two weeks. Julie, Liz, have a great week. You, you too, Leah. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs> <laughs>